When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Moura. And belted into the net. Brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terra in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Welcome. Good evening or good morning to however you're viewing or listening to this. We are New Spurs Order under the touchline Fracker Banner. Today I'll, uh, I'll be your host, X Pack, and I'm joined today by Booker T. Uh, firstly, I do want to say uh, congratulations for, for paying off your student loan. And uh, <laughs> did you celebrate by purchasing Spurs Play? <laughs> I did actually. Um, I, I haven't actually purchased Spurs, Spurs Play. Someone actually has managed to gift me one of their um, one of their given devices. So with um, all I, that, okay. <laughs> so I was able to. Well, I suppose I was able to celebrate uh, with with a Spurs W this weekend. So that was kind of a good way to uh, to end the weekend. But otherwise, yeah, bro, I'm good. Happy to be on. Feeling positive. I can't lie. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I feel like uh, we started well. So um, we will continue as we mean to go on. Yeah, likewise. Good as well. Happy to be on always after a win and doing relatively well in the sun, considering my um, complexion in parts. My freckles are absolutely singing. But yeah, it's it's been, it's been a good few days. Um, although I do love recording um, a podcast where you have to shut the window and turn your fan off just for that, you know, audio quality. And uh, it makes for picture-perfect, non-sweating host. But anyway, let's get into it. Um, we had the lineup come out for Southampton at home. I guess a lot of people thought of this as like partly a favourable home 
tie, even though they kind of beat us uh, last season at our own ground. Um, what did you expect or want the lineup to be initially? Um, if I'm going to be honest with you, like the lineup that came out is kind of the lineup that I thought it would be. Um, the only real sort of like uh, lineup change that I thought maybe could happen was possibly um, Mora coming in for Emerson because I wasn't really sure if he trusted um, Emerson like that. But to be honest with you, um, it feels like a lot of the players that he's used last season and especially the way the season ended, I think he was very much happy to trust them and to go into the new season just as like a base and then go from there, which which he did. Yeah, I'm sorry if there was uh, some fart noises picked up on the audio then. It just when uh, because he said Lucas Moore's name, that must have just been um, a weird coincidence. But um, to be fair, I thought he would be very, very brave to not start Perisic. Um, purely because, obviously, it's a statement, new signing. I didn't think Sassignon had the best pre-seasons. It's hard to judge from pre-season as well, but he just didn't look like he's confident best. Like, he didn't look anything like how how he actually went on to play against Southampton, um, which, yeah, we'll get into as well. Um, given the first, you'd say, 15, 20 minutes, though, it took us a while to settle. You were at the game as well, I believe. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. Uh, very fortunate. South Stand, passion the... merching it up. Yeah, down in the South Stand, it was. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I think everyone was feeling themselves. First, first game of the season, first home game, first 3 p.m. game. It was, you know, I think everyone was in good spirits. And um, yeah, I suppose in typical, uh, in typical touchline sort of way, there was a little bit of fracas before the game, but generally, yeah. <laughs> It was a, it was a good, it you was a good love it. And yeah, it's funny when um, you see that side of you, Tops, because you're a lovely man in real life and to, to pod with as well. But when you're at these games and when I've been sat with you at one of these games, there's a, there's a different animal to you there. Um, hey, so I'm what? sure you added to the party atmosphere of the first day of the season. Well, but how, what was the feeling like, you know, when, See, Southampton did inevitably take the lead. We we didn't really start to go through the gears as yet. They they kind of had some joy down our left-hand side with uh, Gineppo and Emerson, and then it obviously fell to Ward-Prowse and they scored. There wasn't really anything getting the better out of um, another, I would say. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like this is kind of something that's kind of, that's that's been... Um, I don't know. It's been a little bit of a feature of our play on the Conte. I, I don't feel like we start particularly quickly. We almost have to get ourselves into the game. Um, you often find um, we're just a bit slow in our possessions and in, in our build-up and maybe even just getting to um, the opposition sort of half or even like engaging when we're defending. So, I mean, the mood was good to start with and then obviously we, we gave the goal away, but actually... Uh, I don't think many people were like super upset. I, I kind of felt that we kind of had a bit of possession and we were building in moments. Um, and it was only, I think, like the, the first 10 or 12 minutes or something that they scored on. So to be honest with you, the game had you know, barely started. And um, if anything, actually, our reaction after that 
was was fairly positive. You know, um, it was really good trying to see us get on the ball. It was really good trying to see us create chances in that first half. It was really good seeing us move it from side to side, using Bentancur, using Hoybier, um, stretching the play with Emerson actually doing some good work. Um, Sessignon staying really sort of wide on that left side, using the rotations between uh, Dyer and um, Romero quite well. And, and to be honest with you, like, like, like I said, I wasn't like too worried because that was pretty much the first shot of the game and that was their first shot as well. So it was just, it was just an early... It's an early setback and it's not how you really want to start the first game of the season, but we came back into it. Yeah, I like how we kind of stayed calm, went through gears and kind of trusted trusted our play, really. There was hallmarks of it last season, to be fair, where we got what well, we considered the goal quite early. We would equalise or get a goal back quite quickly. Um, Funny enough, the game I was with you at last season with West Ham in the Cup, as soon as they scored, we scored pretty much straight away. So there was... Other examples of that, which I can't quite think of off the top of my head, but um, we're capable of it. And obviously, it's essentially the lineup which finished last season. Um, and especially, like an honorable, a slight honorable mention to Ben Davis as well, who started to adventure more. And to be fair, he, he didn't do anything like he didn't pull up many trees if any, but he was just always in that right position at the right time to offer himself as an option on these underlaps. And he was always covering the right positions off the ball as well. So it kind of helped us to maintain the the advantage of numbers in the middle while we're sustaining pressure. And, and then we got our first goal through a kind of hallmark Conte bit of play from literally right to left. Uh, talk to me because... See, a lot of people were quite critical of uh, setting your starting ahead of Perisic. I raised an eyebrow a bit, but man, he um, absolutely dunked on Carl Walker Peters. Yeah, I mean that was a that first goal. I thought was, if I'm honest with you, that's like a classic sort of Conte goal in this in the sense that we actually moved the ball quite well from left to right, back to the middle, then back to the right. Um, a little bit, nice bit of combination play with Kulusevski and um, Emerson, um, which resulted in Kulusevski, you know, doing typically what he likes to do, takes it to the byline, chops back onto his left. And uh, honestly, his 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 cross, when you actually watch it, his cross was so fast. I mean, to be honest with you, like, just getting anything on it would have been enough. And the fact that we had it. We had um, Sessignon arriving at the back post, pretty much crashing it on um, Carl Walker Peters to get to that back post. I mean, that was that's probably like in terms of what types of goal Conte wants us to score. That would probably be like somewhere close to a perfect goal. Um, getting your getting your fullbacks way involved in the in the attack and offering sort of an attacking option as well, which I really liked. And to be honest with you, I'm just happy that Sess was able to do that. Um, if I'm honest, I was down on Cess. You know, I like Yao. I was calling him extremely sus last season. Ryan Suspect, all these other names they were giving him. And I, I'll be honest, I called for him to go. I wanted, I, I wanted all four of the fullbacks gone. I just felt he's at a time in his career, you know, still kind of young, three years at Spurs, alone away. And I just felt like 
it was a mixture of his health and his confidence. And even sometimes I actually doubted some of his technical ability as well. But to be honest with you, it looks like he's done a bit of work in the summer, which I think is huge. He looks like a bit more confident, you know, and there were things that I was seeing him do that I didn't really see him do last season. You know, he was doing lots of give and goes. He was quite happy to receive it. At moments, he was trying to take his man on and he was offering us an attacking outlet like as a fullback, which is pretty much what Conte wants from his fullbacks. So when he come off, like, you know, I mean, he, he got he got pretty good sort of a ovation and even little things like the confidence he had to take the disallowed goal on his weaker foot and take it so well as well. Like, you know, that's like Quality. a sign of a player who kind of wants to be playing, who's kind of trying to get his confidence back and trying to just, you know, get himself into the team. And to be honest with you, for um, a first sort of, a first sort of league league appearance where he's starting and he now has got like actual quality experience and competition. I mean, that's kind of the perfect performance from him, to be honest with you. I was, I was really happy with him. I was really happy with him on the weekend. I really was. Yeah, it was like he was um, back at the Alliance all over again. That was a bit shameless. <laughs> I do apologise. But it was... Um, <laughs> It was good. I'll give obviously Ivan Perisic a good shout as well because obviously he didn't start. Um, already alluded to that. Um, he come in as this senior figure, this senior kind of figurehead, and he was uh, apparently saying to Sessignon before the game, "Look, as soon as the ball goes out to the right, just make sure you get into that back post area and you will score." And lo and behold, like literally. The first half of the first half of the first game of the season, that's exactly what he does to come clutch for us in what could have been a frustrating time for us. Like if Southampton held out for another 10 minutes and then they could have held out to half time. Who knows? We might have struggled, but um, luckily, yeah, we we trusted our play again. And Kulizewski, well, he he really turned it on. And luckily, I, I gambled and put him, put him in my FPL, so... Very happy with that. And um, again, a beautiful assist from him, man. It's He's just quality. Yeah, he's he's really, I mean, I don't know, man. People are going to, people are going to get onto, on, onto us because, you know, like we love to give a lot of these Spurs players credit because I don't think in the league, there's lots of Spurs players that don't get credit. And honestly, like, I'm going to say, I'm not going to sit here and say to you, I thought Kulusevsky was going to be this unreal player, that's going to do X, Y, Z, score X amount of goals, give X amount of assists. But honestly, like from what he did last season and the kind of player he looks like now, like I really do think we have unearthed an absolute gem. Like just everything about his game just looks so like, it almost looks like it's all there. You know, his ability to dribble, his ability to take it in tight spaces, his ability to run at players and to take players on. And also his ability to finish as well, like, like, and to forget this guy's what 21, 22? and I know they, they had it's crazy. I know they had a discussion on the main pod about you know whether he was better than Saka and Sancho and stuff, but I really do think like, and I think you said it a number of times last season as well. This is a player who gives us absolutely something that Kane and Son don't give us in his ability to build, in his ability to play, and also just his what's the word I want to use. Um, his, his awareness and intelligence as well, but yeah, like you, you know, said, unpredictability. He's ambidextrous. He can use the flanks. He can go inside. He can take a man one on one. He can he give you assist. Like I just feel we have 
a very, very good young player. And actually, this week, I actually really, I put like a bet on him. I know it's a bit, it's a bit much, but I put a bet on him. Young player of the year at some decent odds. So. Should have got that last season. So, yeah, um, he could probably cash out now for some good money if he should have got it last year, which he should. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what those comments were about on the main pod. Um, or if it was Mariah that said it. Um, but it's like, oh, we... Um, we're not used to having good players, so we've been kind of forcing people like Romero and Kulisevsky on yeah. other fans. It's like the fuck, like they've been performing, they they've taken us up a level for a start. They've performed very, very well and settled very, very well in this league straight away. That's Romero and Kulisevsky. And not mm-hmm. only that, we've already got Kane and Son, certain good players. We've had a good heritage of having good players in the past. Why can't we just give our flowers to players who are just performing well in our team who got us into a, a Champions League spot last year? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this is maybe we did too hard. much with Hoybier the year before last, but okay, maybe okay, maybe maybe Toads can pull back on that one. But like, I'm, I mean, come on, like, <laughs> in at the end of the day, this is a guy who played half a season in a league he's never played before, and he got I think two less assists in the whole season than like Kevin De Bruyne. I think he scored two less goals than Saka did in a whole season. I mean, this is a guy who really, if we're talking, can go leaps and bounds in this league if he really wants to. And it almost looks like he's got this, I wouldn't say he's got this league down, but this is a player that still defenders don't know how to deal with him. You know, they really don't know what sort of threat he's going to give. And the fact that he started the season so well with an assist, with a goal, I mean, so nice as well. You get extra points as well when it just looks aesthetically clean. Like, as soon as he got that ball off Emerson's cutback, I was just like, yeah, far corner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But on that other point as well, like, how many plaudits has Diaz been getting since he joined Liverpool? But Kulisevsky's done more in the league? You know, people are going to say, oh, like, oh, Diaz is this much. And he's just played in the league since January. Diaz hasn't been. Diaz hasn't played like Kulusevski has. Like at the end of the day, like, I'm not, any, any of these young guys. Like I, I saw Saka fade away. I saw Sancho do fuck all. I saw Cho not even get on the pitch. And I'm seeing this guy coming from a different league and perform at such a high level. Like it's actually crazy when you think about it. But I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna gas him too much. But I'm just gonna say, they, these men need to watch him. They need to watch him. We've got a, we've got a proper player on our hands. They need to watch him. Or they can just sleep on him, and then he'll just buck them when uh, whenever he wants. <laughs> absolutely. I don't absolutely. know what's more yeah. satisfying, to be honest. Um, I don't know. But... Like, I think it's a masterstroke as well. The fact that we were able to secure him and get it as a permanent once we secure Ooh. Champions League. I mean, that's do you just... know what? I give Paratici his flowers for it, but I think he yeah, got a little yeah, bit lucky with Kulisevsky because his first choice was actually, in fact, Luis Diaz. And it was like, oh, well, Kulisevsky is actually available. Now we've lost out to Liverpool. And <laughs> like, I mean, to be fair, hey, I could tell from listen. the start he was a better fit. But for him to settle in the league as quickly as he has is, I think, taking even hey, his listen, biggest man, fans I, by yeah, surprise. I, I know, I know they say, I know they say Diaz is a street baller. And he's from the roads, X, Y, Z. Watch that guy closely this season, man. That's all I'm going to say, man. Watch that guy close, man. What? Oh, we got the, you got something cooking there, Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a couple, there's a couple, man. couple man. There's a couple man that I got a little something for, but watch that man close. That's all I'm going to say. Man. All right? 
Watch that I like man very close. I, I do like him, but I just don't think he's had the impact of uh, that Kalizewski has. And he Diaz seems to me that he's got more flowers from neutral fans than Kalizewski. Um Absolutely. Big facts. Big I, I facts. Don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, I um, we went on a little bit of um, kind of new spurs all the defense league rant there, but um, <laughs> see, wrapping up, I'm trying to think. Um, I didn't even cover the second goal. Um, so yeah, yeah. we we were two one up quite soon after equalizing. Um, yeah. see, corner came back out with Gianni Theo's new routines didn't quite come off, but come back out and. Dyer. I think he's been told to stay up now. Um, Kevin Dyer, boring us. Some some sections of football fans are calling him these days. Don't ask me who, because it's just us, to be honest. But um, stayed up and got himself a good header and uh, great cross, great little cross by Sun. Yeah, I mean, like uh, I think I said it in the group, but like Sun, in terms of. I know, you know, we were calling out for another midfielder who could possibly be another set-piece taker, but I thought Sun's set-pieces and crosses on the weekend were pretty much near-perfect. There was not one that I looked at and was like, oh, that's a bit rubbish. Like, literally, most of his corners, most of his crosses, um, all of them were pretty much spot-on, and the assist for that goal was, was, like, perfect. Like, I mean, again, another player that we just underrate because he's... Like, how many players you get are ambidextrous, two-footed, that can play on the left, that can play on the right, that can hit with either foot, that's, and deliver with such quality. So, um, I was really happy. Like, I was looking at... I watched the game back on um, Sunday, and I was looking to see if we did something differently in the set pieces. But it just looks like we were just fortunate that it came back out to Hoybier, who then popped it back out to Sun. Well, his his pass was like a, was like a longish sort of diagonal ball, which got headed back to Sun. And then what was actually a really sort of smart header from Dyer, to be honest with you, um, who looked pretty happy to score. And rightly so, man. Again, that's something that we kind of need defenders or even other mid- midfielders sort of scoring and also more from set pieces, which hopefully, like I've actually said as well, is that I know people will want us to have more of an outlet from some of the players, but like little things that we've done this season, like bringing in a set piece coach, that's going to add, you know, a five, a six, a seven goals a season. And all these little all these little changes, all these little things that we bring in, you know, they are going to add up, you know. They are. They are. That's right. Um, yeah, it could even obviously prevent us from uh, conceding more goals as well. So you could at least see, um, and we spoke about it on other pods as well, but it could potentially end up seeing at least a 10-goal swing. Um, where you got five margins for positions, especially up there in the table in the Premier League, and it could be the difference. It really can. Um, right. But yeah, that summarises the half. Um, coming out into the second half, I'd say uh, Emerson and Kulisevsky pretty much um, really took control of that game. Yeah, they they really did. Like I really I really liked how both of those guys were constantly working constantly pressing making life somewhat difficult if it was Kulu, if it was Kulu that was pressing it was Emerson that was being an option if it was Emerson that was pressing it was Kulusevsky that was being an option and effectively it was from a like a, a try press from Kulu Emerson and I think it was either Hoiberg or, or Benton one of the two which allowed us to 
flood forward. Emerson had acres of space. I remember watching the Conte cam and seeing the pass that he made to Son almost looked like it was behind Son. And I thought, mm, maybe that the attack might be gone. And Emerson, crazily enough, stayed up, uh, fed it. Son fed him the ball and what what looked like a cross. I, 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 at first, I was like, that's an awful shot. But it, looked, it was a cross in the end. And Salisu, like, comedically, <laughs> comedically <laughs> hit it back into the goal, which I just thought... <laughs> Why on earth would he not hit it with his right, with with his right foot? But um, yeah, just flipped it back into the goal to make it. I've been a little bit disappointed with Salisu as well, you know, because I've kind of liked his profile. Been watching him, I was like, oh, maybe he could be a good little left centre back pick yeah. up for Spurs, and then he's been sent off against us, and now he's uh, scored um, what and looked like yeah. a borderline match fixing on goal. Um, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. I mean, that's two games, last few games against them where I thought he was good in the first game at Spurs, but then uh, the last two have been you know, a little bit funny. Um, I, I wasn't really that confident in him, to be honest with you, on the weekend. And I felt like we pressed him. And I can't remember, there was a, another lad that, that was at centre-back for them that we pressed the hell out of, um, just forced them into like a certain number of errors, to be honest with you. But, I mean, you know, it's one of those things. Maybe it was an off day. Like, lots of people were talking about... Um, Southampton not really having much money and um, them not really being like uh, where they really want to be. But even like some of what Hassan Hutter was saying um, after the game about it, about us being completely like different in terms of quality and ability to them just doesn't really bode too well on game week one, to be honest. But that's that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, even in centre midfield where we kind of, I guess set up to be more functional. If anything, Ben Sankur in particular took complete control. Oh, and um, no. Hoybier, who actually almost killed the counter attack, well, he actually pretty much did kill the counter attack for that third goal, and then we rescued it somehow and got the own goal. Um, he he had a pretty good game as well when he was clipping through balls in um, the opposition half. But Ben Sankur, just the way he demands the ball in such tight areas and always manages to distribute it and break up play at times as well when needed. Um, yeah, so crucial. So crucial. He really stepped it up after Southampton took the lead and he just got better as the game went on, really. Um, yeah, he, he really was... Really was top, man. Just Ben Tanku is a spectacle his, his to watch play. live as well, isn't he? Because I was watching it on what you could say was quite a dodgy stream. I have watched the game back since to mm -hmm. kind of appreciate what he did. But when you see him live, and I've yeah. said it before, like when you see him actually ask for the ball, it's just tight area, like, please, 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 no, not there, not there, not there. You almost feel like shouting man onto him, but he's so aware. He always made just a sim well, he seems to always turn out of pressure. And he um, really, really, he really backs himself technically, you know, like there's lots of stuff that he did that I was like, you can't take it there. That's maybe one one touch too many. Ah, he should have probably given it. But every single time, and it looks like he might lose it or he might be under pressure, finds a way out. Like I just liked his his combination play for me was just was excellent. I just thought he worked so well with the wing backs. He worked so well with Hoybier. And what I really, really liked about his play as well, which I think Conte is trying to push us to do more, which I liked from the way we played on Saturday, was how many times we popped it one two three four and then we opened the pitch up and spread the spread the game wide i really really mm. liked how he did that and like he did that quite a lot over the weekend to be honest with you and that kind of relieves the pressure you know of 
of that being sort of a packed or compact sort of midfield. And it just opens a pitch up, allows Emerson to get running, allows Sessignon to get running, Kulu to get running, Davies to even um, uh, help with the attack as well. And I just thought he really was so important to like how we built and how we progressed. And even also how we recycled the ball um, on the weekend too. Exactly, exactly. And that being spawn, um when uh, we were looked to close the game out, uh, we had uh, we had Emerson and Kulisevsky essentially wrap the game up, just showing their their combination play as the game went on. It just got better and better to to wrap it up on the fourth. And uh, we're joined now by Tobes. How's it going? What are you like saying? What's good? Just summarising the end of the Southampton game. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. It's good to be here, man. It's been it's been it's positive. Positive. It's, it's it's a good period for us, man. It's, you speak about Spurs with a smile on your face, man. You couldn't say this a year ago, could you? Well, maybe you could because we beat Man City, but we all knew that it was going to be a short-lived, short-lived moment. But now, who knows how how long the the happy days will be for? So, but fair enough, fair enough. Well, let's move on to it. I mean, we obviously we've um, spoke about Southampton and mm-hmm. what you alluded to there about how much we've changed in the past year. Um, I want to speak about someone who you've been quite critical of, to be fair, Tobes, and rightly or wrongly so at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fabio Paratici. Boy, I've been eating a lot of <laughs> humble pie or maybe some carbonara or uh, or a little uh, truffle truffle pasta. <laughs> <with the summer. laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've been eating a lot of humble pie because I cannot lie, Paratici in 2022 has been a smooth navigator in my opinion man I feel like I feel like I gave I feel like when I look back at the stick I gave him in January saying oh we didn't do enough we didn't do enough the two signings he brought us mate they practically they were catalysts in Spurs getting top four and then when you look at what he's done so far this summer every single player that the managers wanted he's got um, even tapping into like young talent in Italy as well Destiny Yudogi as well and then when you read the article about how how much of a role he played in Harry Kane um, as well, and if Harry Kane then goes on to sign a new contract, if then if Conte then goes on to sign a new contract, it's it's only putting him in a positive light. I feel like I feel like I'm never gonna I'm never gonna forget the nonsense that he put us through. Um, hashtag no to no to Gattuso, um, no to Nuno. Uh, Chicken Royale leaving us short in the in the summer window of 2021, but I must say, like I can't really speak bad on Paratici this summer. I just can't. Like he's he, he's proven me wrong, and he's doing he's doing a good job. And to be honest, he's doing the job I kind of expected him to do initially because I was a bit optimistic about Paratici when he came in. I wanted Campos, but. I was calm with Paratici. I felt like he had a really good record at Juventus when it came to bringing in like good talent. Obviously, lost his way towards the end, but he just wasn't really giving us or giving me the vibes that I needed for my DOF. But I must say, he's he's definitely shut me up, man, and I and I'm better for it, man. Thank you, thank you, Fabio, thank you. Yeah, fair play. And I was saying um, to top earlier, to be fair, like he probably got a bit lucky with the Kulisevsky signing, <clears throat> even though he identified him as a talent. His first choice was initially um, Luis Diaz. But yeah, fair play for swooping in and getting the deal he did for him as Romero. And for me, I love the president he's set just to be 
figuratively and maybe even literally at times on Levy's neck. Like at the time, the fans were calling for someone to come in and run football operations because as much as of a Levy apologist I have been in the past, I knew obviously he just wasn't capable of being proactive in football operations, shall we say. Mm -hmm. He was far too reactive at times and, well, most of the time. Um he came in set a president. I love the passion he has for Spurs as well. I mean, you two passion merchants should love it as well, surely. Um, he seems to be right on the touchline, having a go at like the referee or the ops most of the time. Um, little things he's introduced, like a branded coach, suits before games, and just getting us to act like a big club and being proactive in the transfer market when need be and aiding in the clear out of the players, which really and truly needed to go um yeah just fair play for for saying that president really um even though he had a few little bumps that if he had managed to hire Gattuso then boy that that we could have been in a completely new situation of now we would have been mudded beyond belief wow wow so yeah I've got to try and stay grounded with that um but for what he's building now and managing to get Conte as well. Can't really complain. I agree. I agree. So, so I can't remember if you were critical of Paratici or not, but yeah, I've, I've been, um, do you know what? I love the videos he does as well. Like even when he came out in the summer, uh, this around this time last year and um, in the winter when I think we, he came up with a video after that loss to Burnley. Um, in and around, so yeah, just him actually showing face and bridging, like having that connection from the fans to what is effectively the board. Um, yeah. It's something we've not had in a while. So yeah, I can only I appreciate that, even though it could be scripted at times with the club media. No, I, I like those interviews as well. I felt like yeah, at times it can be scripted, but at least he's coming out and he's given us some insight into what what's going on, what's the thought process behind some of the decisions that they've taken. So we didn't get that before. All you, all you would get was some nonsense soft story from Levy at the end of the season, eh, to the supporters, mm. blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. At least practice, gives us some checkpoints. This is what we've done. This is why we've done it. We, we fucked up here, but we're going to do X, Y, Z. This is what we're working towards. So, yeah, man, nah, he's, he's, doing, he's doing okay so far, but don't screw it up. Do you know what? I still think he should probably. I still, I still maintain he could or should probably leave when, if and when Conte does. Because I still have question marks on his football idea. Maybe he only looks to hire pragmatic managers. Conte is the creme de la creme of pragmatism. To be fair, but Mm -hmm. outside of that, I couldn't see anyone who would be good for continuity as as a head coach that that would benefit us but yeah we'd see we'll wait and see or if he doesn't bring in Potter then he can leave when you have an agenda you really like to sort of ram it home don't you honestly I think I do hyper you like to ram boy let me not let me not speak let me not <laughs> all I'm saying is you like to you, you love a bit of ramming don't you so boy 
I'm 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 gonna leave it at that. Okay, marathon man. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that, and I'll take a big fat pause. So oh, <laughs> you will take a pause on hey, that leather couch. Relax, there, brother. <laughs> so I do like podding when it is just the three of us. But yeah, moving Aye. on, we have got the Chelsea preview, oh. and um, boy, how. Uh, how confident are you heading into this game, Tops? Oh, I don't know, man. Like, I hate this fixture. I hate this fixture so much, man. Because it's just a fixture that, like, for some reason, we just don't have that much luck in. Um, the one <laughs> little bit of confidence I'm taking from it is that it's the start of the season. Not everybody's fully at it, but I feel like we would have prepared more than any other game because of the manner in which we lost the four games or was it the six games that we played them last season in which we lost four or something in, in one month, I think. So I think it's going to be interesting how he sets up because you can look at this kind of game and think, OK, you know it's the same manager, he's going to have the same sort of style, maybe with different players, but you've met this guy four times in like one month you know what he's kind of going to produce you know what he's kind of going to give you it's really just about how we can prepare ourselves to combat basically what they can offer and yeah they've got some new they've got some new pieces they've got sterling they've got Koulibaly, they got their starting fullbacks they got kante and Jorginho there again these are all things that we can kind of prepare for and I just think the only thing that's given me confidence is that it's the start of the season and I imagine that we will be giving ourselves a real hard time to perform in this game because it was the one fixture last season which we absolutely didn't. So it's away, which I which I fucking hate. I hate Chelsea away, but I'm hoping if we can get some points out of it, then that's a plus. Just don't get beat. That's just you know what... what? I've seen uh, quite a lot of people like with a take of saying Koulibaly might be the best defender in the Premier League this year. And they've put in on these takes on um, what is a very good app on the underrated app. A lot of people have Koulibaly in their top two, if not top one. No one's really putting Romero there, which is disrespectful. So yeah, Koulibaly better show up um, of these claims. And I need, I need Kane to absolutely dent Thiago Silva after his uh, theatrics to stop him scoring at the bridge last time. Well, he did score, but yeah, claimed a foul. Um, yeah. Would you I take a draw? draw? I would bite your hand off for a draw. Seriously? But, but, I'm not but, taking I a draw. Yeah, but at this point I would bite your hand off yes. for a draw, honestly. I, I feel like, uh, listen, Chelsea, Chelsea are vulnerable, but they're also Chelsea. And honestly, we have gone to this ground in better moments, and we've been blamed. Mm-hmm. We've been blamed, and mm-hmm. I get it. Conte, n- different manager, new belief, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which is why I'm not going for a loss. But I feel like with this one, I'm gonna actually need to see it to believe that we're going to win there because it's one of those grounds where, like, it, I, I actually hate it. I cannot stand it. Every single time I've gone to watch Spurs play at this ground, we get killed. We get killed. So, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Can Spurs win? Yes. Do we have enough quality within us to win? Yes. Yeah. But 
I I can't just guarantee that we're going to win it because it it, it never it, it almost never ever just goes the way that I I, I think. True, you're absolutely you're, you're absolutely. Tobes is absolutely right. I mean, honestly, it's just one of these games where things just you can prepare, prepare, and prepare, and something just out of nowhere, either a wonder goal or a stupid mistake or something just seems to grab these men. And I just feel it's like a... The, the thing about this as well that annoyed me is that we one. have performed in big games. We performed against Liverpool last season. We performed against City last season. We got eight points off them, man. I just need us to start performing more in games like this. Yeah. yeah. Go into it. Give a good account of yourselves. Don't leave embarrassed. If you give a if you're gonna give a, if you give a good account of yourself, then if you lose from a very good goal or a mistake, fine, you can hold that. But you have to give a good account of yourself. You lost to them a lot last season. You lost to them four times in a row in a month. We have to we have to perform. And even I if think... it means we grab a draw, give me a draw. Let me just prepare for for Wolves next week. Then let me prepare for Wolves next week. Give me a draw. I think with this one as well. Yeah, I think with this one. It's um, like Top said, I think first and foremost, I need us to impose our will in this game. I need us to remain competitive throughout because like last season, I know, uh, and I'll get onto us, I'll get onto our squad, but like last season, although we didn't play the strongest of squads in the league game at their ground, um, we kept it tight in the first half. I think Lukaku had a chance that he should have buried, but apart from that, we kept it tight defensively, but the minute they raised it up a gear, we fumbled. Ziet scores a screamer, and then all of it, and then Cho starts ripping the shit out of Tanganga, and then bang, the game's done. So, I need us to be in this game for ninety minutes, the same way we were in it for Liverpool, the same way we were in it for Man City. If that's if that happens, then I personally don't think we're losing this match. I can't see a loss if if that happens, and I feel like we should take inspiration from our performances against the likes of Liverpool and Man City, and even Arsenal, to imp- and even Man United, a game we lost, but I'm talking about performance, so we can impose our will on this on this, on this this match. Because as vulnerable as Chelsea are, they always turn up against Spurs. They always do. At their ground, they always do. They always turn up against Tottenham, no matter what. No matter what. Yeah, and they'll be bolstered by the likes of Kukurea. Uh, sorry. Um, and Raheem Sterling. Uh, I'm I'm actually really scared of Sterling, but um, there's a comment here from TR who's alluding to if Arsenal can do them at their ground, why can't we? I mean, that last season, that game last season, asked, like Chelsea surrendered that game. Facts. 100%. Christensen had an absolute howler and he's yeah. left. So yeah. um, that I don't think that's going to happen at all. Um, I think they're much more settled than than that particular game, even though I guess the narrative around them now is they are still quite unsettled. They still don't have that much creativity. But, yeah, I think we'll probably struggle to impose ourselves on them um, because even though I feel like we actually played really well against Southampton, I think they played to our hands quite a lot. Um, Hassan Hüttel kind of alluded to it after the game and said that we couldn't defend deep how we wanted to because we just didn't have the players to do it. Um, so we had to be more on the front foot. I, th- I think Chelsea are going to be much better and smarter defensively and being able to control possession in midfield. Um, yeah. Obviously, a smaller pitch. 
something I said already. So yeah, I think it'll be harder for us. But that said, I still can't take a draw. I still can't take a draw at this point with as good of a moment as we're in. We've got all of our key players fit. Um, yeah, why not? Why not? Was Conte in charge when we beat them at Stamford Bridge last time? Mm, yeah, he was. There you go. So he should kind of know how to win. Um, but that all said, uh, would you make any changes to the starting lineup? No, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't. Um, I feel like when you look at the positions that you could throw someone in, okay, right wing back. We know Emerson Royale is pants, but I'll keep him there. Yeah, but but he had a good game against um, Southampton, and throwing Jed Spence into the deep end like this, or throwing a half baked Matt Doherty, nah. At least we know Emerson. There's some confidence there. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I I, gen- I genuinely wouldn't change it. Like keep the team that has the rhythm, right? So I think I would. I would keep I would keep the team on change and then even left wing back, um, even left wing back. I think I would still keep Cess. I would still keep Cess after okay. his performance last week. And you look at the defensive performances he had in the games where we were playing in transition more. I'll keep him. I'll keep him. I think I think the likes of Perisic, the likes of Basuma, the likes of Spence. I would start them next week against Wolves at home. Let them play in front of their, in front of our in front of the majority home crowd first and sort of start feeling the way around the team how how the manager wants them to play um and yeah i, I think i think that if it, if it ain't broken don't fix it for this for this specific game and this will be the one and one time only where i'm advocating where i'm advocating chicken royale starting in a big game because man city i will not be asking for him to start Away. He did rise it in big games last season, though. To be fair to Emerson, towards the back end of the season, yeah, anyway. Arsenal, Arsenal, and Liverpool, yeah, he did. Um, and then, and then the midfield. Uh, listen, the most contentious one is Hoybier. I think if Yao was here, he'd be asking for Hoybier to be dropped. But no, I'm sorry, I'm not dropping Hoybier. I'm not dropping Hoybier or Bentoncourt. Hoybier was was our best midfielder in um, in the big games we played in the stretch against Man United against. Liverpool against well Arsenal. I think Bentacle was really good. Um, against Man City, I think Bentacle was good there as well. But they, they, they got Liverpool, Liverpool as well against Liverpool. Hoiberg was good as well. Yeah, yeah. But there were games at Man City and Liverpool where Bentacle wasn't good, and Hoiberg still brought it. So I feel like, especially after the uh, the decent game he had against um, Southampton, go where you're tried and trusted, like. Of course, I would love for Basuma to be starting these games. You you bring in Basuma for these type of matches, but the fact of the matter is he's just not up to scratch in comparison to the rest. So, like I said, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. That's absolutely true. And uh, obviously, he can still cook off the bench as well. Um, Tots, we were debating left wing back just before um, you rejoined just, just there. Would you keep Ryan Sess or would you start Perisic? Um... I think I would start with Cess. I feel like um, if they set up with Sterling, it would be a good, it would be a good sort of battle for him um, and keep him busy. But I mean, I suppose we're lucky with the five subs that if there is a situation where we feel he's maybe getting um, 
taken advantage of or is not performing too well. Like, I think Perisic is ready to go. I mean, I, I imagine he's going to be ready to go at any level. And the good thing about Perisic is that he's experienced, he's played in big games. He's not going to be phased by this sort of game anyway. So you put him in now, you put him in later, it doesn't really make a difference. At least we know that if Cesc isn't having a good game or is not really performing at the level, you have someone that's going to come in that's going to perform really, really well anyway. Yeah, I, I think the key thing to note with this one is the players that are 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 the ones likely to drop out, they're actually playing well or relatively well. Like, it's not like they're in bad form and they need to come out. We know Perisic is better than Cesc. We know Basuma is better than um, than Hoybier. We know that Jed Spence, from a technical perspective, is better. He's a better he's a better ball player than than Emerson. But these guys are playing well right now. And when they're playing well and the team is playing well and they're part of that, for the sake of continuity, just just keep them again in the team or keep them in the EXI. And like Top said, we've got the backup. That's the whole point of these signings. Squad game, we've got the backup. If it's not going to plan, you can bring on Perisic. If it's not going to plan, you can bring on Spence or Doherty. If it's not going to plan, you can bring on Basuma. Thanks. I'd be tempted to start Perisic, though. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it. All those all those names mentioned, like mm. again, that's the beauty of it, right? It's not it's not gonna make me upset if or, or anyone here upset. If you see Basuma, if you see Basuma Spence and Perisic starting, you're still gonna be you're still gonna be thinking that Spurs can get the result that you thought they would be able to get without those guys because they're good players. It's just it's just purely down to momentum, right? But exactly, yeah. exactly. So right, before we cut, just quickly, what are your score predictions? I'm going for a one one. One one. One one, yeah. One one or maybe a Desmond, cheap Desmond two two. Fair enough, man. But you are being called up as well, so thank you for dropping in there, Tobes. Safe. Safe. One one draw from uh for Marathon Man there. Tops, what's your predicted score? Yeah, I'll go and score a draw. I'll go and score a draw too. Uh, I just there's always an inkling in me that says that we can we can go there and get a result, but it's just because of the the history of this game and the way that we've performed against this same manager, against this with this same group of players. Uh, I just see it as a game that like they can probably use the fact that they've beaten us so many times in in the last sort of season as means to be like, yeah, you've done it before a number of times. You can go out there and beat them. I want us to just give a good account of ourselves. These, in my opinion, I really do believe at this point, with Conte, with this group of players, these are the games that matter. I, I, I actually feel that we're comfortably a top five, top six team in the league. And the teams like Southampton and the Wolves and the Fulhams, I don't really see us like an issue anymore it's these matches which are going to push us to the next level these matches where we go away from home in uncomfortable situations uncomfortable stadiums up against it and perform these are the games that are going to say to me okay we're finally changing we're finally you know turning the tide um so absolutely if we can get a win sure but i think it's only right that we go into it and like you know are quite measured or guided in our expectations it's the second game of the season against what is not a rubbish Chelsea team, I think a score draw is a real, like, I think it would, it would be a good result. 
I mean, arguably, you know, if you're going into the first three games and you're maybe taking seven points and one of those games is against Chelsea away, yeah, I'm grabbing that, man. I'm grabbing that, bro. Yeah, that's fair enough. They're definitely not a bad team. I mean, nearly 200 spent. How can they be a bad team, right? But I, I just can't take, I can't take a draw at this point. Like, because we have so much stability at the moment and we are so familiar throughout the whole team, defence sorted, midfield functioning properly, wing-backs really coming into it now. And the forward line is up there with the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go as far to say it's the best, although it's definitely up for debate. Um, yeah, I see us maybe edging it. Like I can see... I've put my chest out a little bit because I've been sitting on the fence since last weekend about how this game's going to go, but I'm going to predict a 2-0 win. Okay. Don't know why okay. my camp I mean, had to I... make my face go blurry when I said that. No, no, no. I don't think that's. I don't. I, I don't think that's. Trying to censor me, bitch. It's funny. I watched the game. I watched uh, quite a bit of the game Chelsea played in preseason against Arsenal, and I just I don't know. I was baffled that Arsenal blew them away. That it was it was baffling because they played quite a strong team to be honest. Chelsea surrendered the game. Fully. Yeah. Do I remember Softest Cheeks was playing in midfield? I remember Christensen yeah, making silly, silly mistakes. Uh, yeah. Who else was playing in midfield? I think it was. It wasn't uh, any of the first midfield. Guys. Gallagher played in midfield, then Jorginho came on. Um, Loftus Cheek. Uh, Kante, I don't think Kante played that day. Neither did. Neither did um, Gilmore. It was it, it was a funny match, man. It was a funny match. They, like you said, they almost like they gave it up. But I don't know. I just wasn't convinced. They just didn't seem to to offer. Thiago Not... Silva had to come on at halftime. I remember that. Um... Yeah. And then and then I don't know. I watched them last week against Chelsea against Everton, and I think Everton really gave an okay account of themselves. They just I think they just lacked a little bit of quality. But then again, when when I watched Chelsea, I. And a lot of guys will probably say this. When you watch Chelsea, there's, there's nothing about them that like makes you feel, God, that looks really good or that looks like a, a definite combination. That looks like a definite style. They almost they, they almost look like a flat team. And sometimes I'm always like, how do they you know, get these games? How do they get these wins? But they've got players of real quality. Like, you know, if they want, Mount can turn it on. Havertz, if he wants to. Um, Reese James, now they've got Sterling. I mean... Mm. Be wary of him. Like I, I still think that he can't really coach like a proper fluid attack. But again, he's a very pragmatic sort of manager. And he trusts a lot of his fullbacks and he puts a lot of work into their build-up play. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see how we go. I do feel though, like if there is a team that can really go at them and can really try and like get at them, it would be us at this point with, with our attackers, with our fullbacks. Absolutely. Make a good point. Their wing back situation definitely looks a lot better now. Yeah. Um, last week against Everton, Thiago Silva was immense. Yeah, by far the man of the match. I need because so because he's capable as well, and he he wasn't at his best against Southampton. Uh, I need Kane to bully Thiago Silva. He is capable. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, just leave on him. Like he was, he was quiet, quiet. Got a few shots off. 
was involved in some of the build-up, some of the transitions. Arguably, Son probably should have passed it to him that 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 time in the first half. But I mean, I think no, he one... definitely should have passed it to him. I mean, his hold-up play was decent, to be fair, but it was by Kane standards. Not his greatest game, but then as well, it's good because we're we're actually seeing him in more advanced positions. We're not seeing him in sort of the middle or deep third. We're we're actually seeing him playing in the areas where we kind of want him to. Um, Maybe, I don't know, it's the first game. So I suppose there's very little to go off, but I I thought he did okay. I thought him and Son did okay. I mean, I mean, again, like, you know, listen to what we're saying. We're talking about a Spurs team who relied heavily on these guys with high XG. And we're talking about them not even scoring in a 4 0 win, 4 1 win at home. Like, yeah, it's bad. Oh, I just realized as well, we might even see a Richarlison debut. Yeah, absolutely. Again, that's another, you know, people are, people are going to be saying 60 million here and he's GNA there. But again, that's, a, that's another useful player to have if you need to change up the attack. Again, I'm sick of people house. saying 60 million, by the way, but yeah. You know, that's he's a shit house. He's gonna want to impress. It's his first mm-hmm. game as well. Like I imagine like scoring against Chelsea. Yeah, he's hundred he's a hundred percent coming on. Hundred percent coming on, on, on Sunday. Mm. And number nine. Yeah. Bring him on. Bring me that man. Bring me that man. Here we go. There you go. Have I have I convinced you we might actually win this game? Who knows? Um not particularly, but I'm <laughs> I'm just gonna find out on the next episode. I'm just going to be guided. I'm that's all I can be. I can all I can be is just measured with this team at the moment. Um, I like what we're doing, I like what we've done, but all I can do is be guided. Lovely stuff. Well, yeah, that wraps up um, the pub for this evening. Um, thank you to all those who joined the stream, particularly Ojam, whose nickname I might actually steal. That's um, quite a nice little nickname for my first name. Um, let's see. Thank you to yourself and Tobes, who's had to do the big six now for being no lovely, problem, lovely no co hosts. Always good to be on. Remember, anyone listening as well? Um, Touchline Frackers, uh, we've got a live show, um, on Sunday, the 4th of September at Belushi's London Bridge. Um, if you go to the uh, Touchline Frackers Instagram or Twitter, um, that will show you a link. For tickets if there are any available um because i know it did um sell quite quickly but yeah uh, a few of us new spurs order guys should be there i'm going to be there tobe's going to be there i think apparently the touchy guys. lot are bringing an army so um and there's obviously going to be uh two live matches that day in which one of them's money united v arsenal and um yeah after the games there's going to be a live pod as well so and it'd be good to interact with some of only something like eight TV screens as well. I heard. Yeah, loads of loads of screens. So it's <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be a bit of a football mad Sunday. Um, it's always a good laugh. Always good to be with like um, the guys from other pods and also just to meet everyone as well. So if you if you can get down, do it. Yeah, love to be there myself. Are you gonna be there? Yeah, I'm gonna be there. Tobes is gonna be there. I think Dave and Sai might be there. I'm not 100 sure, but yeah. Uh, most of like the touchline fracas saw people from um Coppen Fracas, Muga, Chessiawa and um Arsenal, uh Touchy Gunas, a lot of them are gonna be there as well. They're they're definitely gonna bring a lot of man. So yeah, come down, come down. Sunday Sunday fourth of September. Be a good laugh. 
for sure and uh yeah and keep an eye out for those tickets keep an eye out for our streams on uh, thursday evenings keeping up for the audio form pod on saturday mornings and uh as for this week peace peace thank you expat up the spurs come on you spurs on debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.